0: Good morning, or afternoon, or night, whenever it is that you're listening to this. This is a brand new episode of Towel Light Talk, episode 107. Uh, This is Casey. Uh, Unfortunately, Chris and I have just been on, well, A, we're on opposite coast, and B, we've been opposite schedules uh, because of the coast, and I've been traveling a lot, he got a new job. So it's just me solo. I really wanted to put out an episode because there was so many pieces of geekly news um, with uh, New York Comic Con and some big stuff that dropped yesterday. Um, so you're going to hear me. Um, I hope that's okay. And I think what we might do is, you know, we we do really try to stick to this once a week, um, you know, format and Usually it's not too hard, but in the meantime, while our schedules line up, I might be jumping on solo, or he might be jumping on solo, and just trying to to get our get our thoughts to you guys, um, and you know, get it out there. This will be the first uh, the first podcast of the uh, of the October, so and it's my favorite spooktacular time of year. So I want to talk about Halloweeny stuff. I want to talk about. Um, a bunch of stuff honestly because like i said uh t- last weekend was new york comic con so um let's let's just get into it same type of format and uh i'm not gonna be able to get into everything as much as i'd like to because a it's just me and b um my internet is not working <laughs> for some reason this morning so bear with me uh this is a different type of thing that we do normally i'm with Chris Walk on this show, or I'm with Chris Siever on Gourmet Scum Radio um, on YouTube um, and on the Tale Talk Network here, but I'm usually with some Chris. I've never gone solo before. Uh, you guys can, can let me know. You can email me at don'tforgetatowel1 at gmail.com if you need to yell um, and say, Casey, never, never ramble again, and you need a co-host. But anywho, <laughs> um, I usually am with someone. All right, but we're going to go. We're going to go with it. So first things first, uh, we did get a new trailer for Daredevil Season 3, which comes out uh, really soon, actually. That's going to be out on the 19th. So um, we got our first look at Bullseye. Um, we know that Wilson Fisk is coming back. I have a feeling... So I didn't watch any of these trailers. So I'm just going to tell you that right up. The reason why is because I'm in. Daredevil is my favorite show out of all these Netflix shows. Um, with Punisher being a very, very close uh, second. So I don't really need to see anything to convince me to watch it. And technically, I don't really need to see any of them anymore after Iron Fist Season 2 is so good. Now I'm like, okay, you guys clearly um, figured out what to do with that guy. So... I'm I'm good, you know, with watching these trailers. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But with Daredevil, I kind of want to just go in fresh. Uh, he had supposedly died. Um, in the Defenders, so we're gonna have to see how how that all works out, how they kind of tie that up and explain things there, and and then hopefully just get right off to the races and and get going. But anywho, really excited about daredevil season three um and and what these guys uh over at netflix and marvel have cooked up for this guy um oh what i was gonna say is there's been talks about maybe um what's her name typhoid mary coming over to this season um again she was a really cool part of iron fist season two i liked that character a lot and i think alice eve did a fantastic job with that character Um, i don't know too much about her uh from the comics like i kind of remember her in the 90s showing up from time to time in in different comics and i didn't really care but uh she did good in in iron fist season two so um lots of great things for daredevil we're gonna see what he's gonna get into um so i'm pumped about that Chris wrote in here that there's a dark Avengers script rumor. I don't know. I didn't read about this. And like I said, my internet is not working, so I can't I can't back that one up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm moving on. Venom. Uh, Venom news. So, we both saw Venom uh, separately, because I'm in New York and Chris is in California. I saw it over the weekend. I'll be quite honest with you. I really enjoyed it. I uh as you've heard throughout the last year or whatever we've been really just taking a dump on this movie because it's a Sony movie it's the first uh Sony's universe of Marvel characters uh film to kind of jump start their side of Marvel characters that have uh Spider-Man but are not Spider-Man because that makes sense to them, I guess. Um But honestly, really, it was it was a really good time. Uh I I thought that it's a it's not a good movie. Um let me just throw that out there. It's not a good movie, and I'm gonna not really give you guys too many spoilers, but just in case you have not seen it, don't wanna hear anything, maybe uh come back in a couple minutes, but it's like it's not Nick Cage Ghostwriter bad but it's one of those movies that's so bad that it's super entertaining and it's fun and it's easy to laugh at and and just honestly I had a really good time I was never bored the entire time I really liked Venom um I thought it was a different voice actor doing the voice but in fact it was Tom Hardy and I thought that was even cooler I think Tom Hardy really you know I've never not liked Tom Hardy and and I'm going to continue to like him because what he did with this role um, was really fantastic. The duality of Venom and and Eddie Brock was really cool. His his internal struggle meets external struggle was cool. And um, you know, I don't know about the the mental health or psychology of the whole thing, but it was just a really they they handled it in a way that it it even though it was a goofy movie that interaction between the two was really cool and thoughtful and it actually was believable. So I, I super enjoyed it. Um, I was really happy to see, uh, that it, you know, I did enjoy myself. Um, the ending, uh, the post credit sequence confirmed something that we had talked about in later or sorry, earlier episodes. So, Again, I'm not going to give you that spoiler, but if you listen to uh, earlier episodes of the show, you will know what we're talking about. Uh, that was confirmed. And then they did do a second post-credit sequence, in a way. But it was really just a like a five-minute preview of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, that animated movie that's coming out in December. I will say this. My jaw was on the floor the entire five minutes. Because the animation, and I've been saying it since the beginning, looks 3D. It, it tricks your eyes in a way to think that everything is popping out at you. And I was like completely immersed. Obviously, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan and, and that alone is enough for me to go see this movie. But just what they're going to do with that film, with that animation, it got weird. Like one of the jokes is really weird and morbid. And I was like, that is uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller right there. That's Clone High, uh, Level Weird, um, which I loved. And, and Lego Movie Level Weird that I love. So it was, it was good. It was really good, guys. And I think that movie is going to make a ton of money. Um, one of my old co-hosts from Those Geeks You Know... Dave, uh, him and I were talking about it and he was like, Oh, I don't know if it's going to make a lot of money. And you know, some people are going to think it looks too childish. And I said, you know, man, I I think this is going to kill. I really, really do. I think that movie, it has an appeal to Spider-Man people, young and old. I I think it appeals to, well, that's it really. It appeals to Spider-Man people, young and old. I don't know what other animated movies are coming out this winter other than the Grinch. Um, which, you know, looks cute, but it, it's been done so many times, and I think the Jim Carrey version is really the best, and this would have to do a lot to win me over. Um, but this, this I don't know. It, I thought it looked really great. If you get to see this preview, and I don't know if it was on all the screens. I went and saw Venom in IMAX. Not IMAX 3D, but I saw it in IMAX, and Venom is a movie that should be seen on the big screen. Um, there are enough spectacular set pieces that it deserves it and you don't have to wait to see it uh, at your house but um i don't know i i really so i really enjoyed venom and seeing that into the spider verse footage uh really got me excited so highly highly recommend you know checking out both all right we're gonna go dc news um and this does have to tie with uh, New York Comic Con, we got our first – well, not our first, sorry. We got a five-minute trailer for Aquaman. Um, and I'll tell you what. James Wan came out and said – because people are like, oh, five minutes, you're going to ruin a lot of stuff. And he said, I, we're just scratching the surface with how big this movie is. Um, I think it's two and a half hours. Um, so he was like, "You you haven't seen anything yet. But one thing that he has said from the beginning – which this, this trailer finally uh, solidified, is that he's been saying that this movie is like Indiana Jones. Um, it's an adventure movie. And we finally got that feeling because the point of this movie, and this is not a spoiler, is Arthur, obviously, he lives between two worlds like Blade, um, and he needs to unite them so a big war doesn't happen with his brother, blah, blah, blah. You know that. But he's got to find this trident um and that trident would give him the power and he could be king and and it's his father's trident i guess his half father's trident in that sense um but anywho so this trident will uh save save everything and that's where the adventure comes in so uh him and and uh What's her name? I'm so sorry. I'm like totally blinking, and if I had the the internet, I would... Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Uh, Mira. I, I knew Mira, but I couldn't think of Amber Heard, who I think is a great actress. Um, so Jason Momoa and Amber Heard have to go on this Indiana Jones-style adventure to find this trident, and you got to see some of that. Some some puzzle type stuff, some real uh, archaeology type stuff, and that was... I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I still hate the bro humor. I, I despise it, actually. Um, and he said a couple of another one-liners that were just dumb. Um, but that was really cool. And then you got to see a longer sequence of uh, Black Manta in his like cohorts going after Mira and Jason Momoa. And honestly, the footage, to, to James Wan's uh, point probably is all within a 15 minute span of the movie because it all seemed to take place in the same time period and that sequence and you see it in both trailers is like um it's a real uncharted if you played those games sort of thing where they're jumping on jumping on rooftops and you know someone's getting chased there's chasing them bursting through walls and it looked fantastic. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like what I wanted Tomb Raider to look like, uh, the movie, and it doesn't. And, you know, what Uncharted does in their games and Tomb Raider does in their games, like, where you're, you are you know, you're searching for this lost item and bad guys are chasing you, but you have that fantastical element thrown in as well with the sea creatures and Black Manta and the comic booky things. So, that trailer did it. Um... I, I still like I said I do not like this bro humor but I trust in James Wan I I love Patrick Wilson uh his casting because I think he's always been really good and consistent I like Amber Heard a lot I you know I like Nicole Kidman you know and I don't know how much she'll be in this movie but I, I like her so in the CGI even though it is a little bit prequels era um stuff where it's it's heavy handed CGI. I get it. I don't know how else you do a whole movie underwater, a lot of the movie underwater without it. Um, I don't mind it. And still that big battle sequence, seeing like Lord of the Rings level, you know, sea creatures battling together, that still gets me jazzed every time I've seen it. So I'm on. That's it. I don't need to see another preview. Um, I needed this one to really solidify it, that I need to see this movie opening night. But now I'm done. Um, so I'm sure we'll talk about it. I know we'll talk about it some more as they kind of show us some more things. But so far, uh, from what I've seen, I'm in. And, uh, yeah, so that was good. Uh, the, the DC universe. So this weekend, this weekend, I'm recording this on the 10th. Um, you guys will probably be listening to it and watching Titans comes out. So finally they showed the first episode, Um, I think they showed, I can't remember if they showed the first and second, but they at least showed the first episode, uh, at New York Comic Con, um, mixed. So overall, everyone said that there's potential for the series. The first episode wasn't like, a oh my God, this is amazing. It was like, okay, let's see how this goes. I guess it relies really heavily on swearing and gore, um, or violence at least, and, People are kind of like, okay, what else do you got? So, <clears throat> not a not a home run yet, but you know, people are saying at least worth checking out. So, we'll be seeing it. Um, I can't remember also if it's coming out. I think it's coming out weekly. I do not think it's coming out all at once. So that, and I think that's good. I think that's smart. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna be there. You know, I'm in. I paid for my DC Universe subscription. Uh, you know, we talked about it in the last episode, still annoyed that it doesn't have Fire Stick support, doesn't have Apple TV support, only has Roku, because, you know, whatever. So, as of right now, I have to go on the internet, on my Apple, or sorry, on my Fire Stick, um, and then watch it that way, which is annoying, or I can stream it from my phone, which is, I guess, easier because I have an Apple TV, but... I just, I really was excited to read comics on my television, the 65 inch 4K. So, I don't know. We'll get it. Probably next year. But Titans, I do want to see in high def. Um, so I'm going to have to stream it or whatever. Um, they also showed a trailer for the uh, Harley animated series. And we got confirmation of voice casting um, <clears throat> of Kay- Kaylee kuko i can never say her name right from the big bang theory she is she is harley um the trailer showed her and um poison ivy in a in a jail cell kind of talking and kind of dumping on marvel and dc and equally and i thought that was really funny um they're definitely going the i can't even necessarily say the deadpool route because it is harley but it seemed to be a little bit more you know pop culture references and stuff like that and it was funny um so I'm excited for that. Not sure what the rating is. Not sure if it's going to be PG-13 or MA or what they're doing with it. But it was good. The trailer was cute and good. Um, you know, we also got some more looks at the Dune Patrol. Um, and then we also got a look at Lobo uh, in Krypton. And it makes you wish that there was a Lobo film coming out. I doubt it that uh, Michael Bay is directing it since he's currently working with Ryan Reynolds on their Netflix movie which is like a heist movie which is like literally right up both of their alleys I'm super excited for that but Krypton looks like I need to watch it because it looks pretty cool Batman Mask of the Phantasm is going into theaters in November Um, I remember seeing in theaters 20 oh gosh Well, a long time ago. Over 20 years ago, I think. Um, So I'm excited. That's cool. I I remember seeing it. I remember being blown away by the reveal. And I won't spoil it, but I remember that twist. And um, it's a great film if you haven't seen it. At this point, I would imagine most of you guys have, guys and girls have. But, you know, relive it again in the theater. Uh, Birds of Prey. Moving along still, um, it looks like they finally got their last piece of casting. We knew that uh, Montoya, Renee Montoya, was a character in the movie, and Rosie Perez will be playing the character. I really like the diversity um, of the director, of the cast in this film. Um, I like that they're using... uh, well, it's it's a female-driven film, first of all, which obviously it's Birds of Prey, and I like that they're they're using diversity in casting. Not that Renee Montoya is not a uh, a Latin woman because she is, but I'm just glad that they're they're not only sticking to the comic books for the most part. Other than uh, Black Canary is African American, and obviously she she's not in the comics, but I like the actress a lot, so I'm okay with this. Um... But I like Rosie Perez. I haven't seen her in a while, but she is a very good actress. Looks great. And um, it's cool that she's going to be playing Renee Montoya. I like that character a lot from Batman the Animated Series. Uh, She did a lot um, in the Telltale uh, series as well, so good to see that. Uh, Yesterday, we got our first look at Ruby Rose uh, in the Batwoman outfit. That was awesome is awesome, whatever you want to call it, but for this DC Elseworlds crossover for the CW, holy cats, nailed it. Um, now, you know, they do good jobs with all their outfits anyway, so there's never really, wasn't worried about it, but it really does look great. And then, you know, the picture that they released is very stylized. She's in front of presumably Gotham. The Bat Woman symbol is uh, in the sky, and... It just uh it it makes you want to see a Batman show and it makes you really want Batman to show up in the Batwoman show somehow some way but Ruby Rose I don't know I mean she's got the wig really you could put mostly anybody in the in that outfit when you have the wig on and everything but I'm very excited to see this character come to life on the small screen. And finally in DC News Big news, big, big news, James Gunn is rumored, and of course this is a rumor, people, because everything with DC especially is a rumor. Remember when Henry Henry Cavill was no longer Superman a couple weeks ago? Okay, so this is a rumor. James Gunn is supposed to be writing and directing Suicide Squad 2. Now... (sighs) First of all, you guys know our thoughts about James Gunn uh, leaving Marvel and how we think – or he didn't want to leave Marvel. Getting fired from Marvel and how we think that that was a mistake. We do. We're not going to get into the politics of it all, especially since it's only me talking. Um, But, you know, uh, it's their loss. So we were like, what is he going to do next? Is he going to do more trauma-type stuff? Is he going to go back to his horror roots and and weird roots? Um, And he still could with this movie, if this is true. Um, One thing that's going around uh, from the Hollywood Reporter is that he would be making his own version. Now, this is one of those things that I really uh, think is so stupid um, because it's a clear lack of vision over at DC. So they had a writer, the original writer of the first movie, um, and and I can't pull it up right now, but... The writer of the first movie was supposed to be writing it. Apparently, they went to DC, submitted their script. DC was like, eh, we're not really feeling it. Um, And then here comes James Gunn. So the first writer is out, and James Gunn's in, and they said, okay, why don't you go and just do whatever you want? Which has been DC's thing from the beginning, which is really, as we've said many times, stupid, because they really do need a Kevin Feige. They really need someone who says you do this, you do this, you do this, but they all are connected. They all are leading towards a bigger goal. And right now with uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie, Birds of Prey, uh, maybe this um, you know, uh, Harley and Joker movie, and geez, just all these movies are all kind of put in a blender right now, and who knows how they're going to turn out, but Suicide Squad 2, with James Gunn writing, may not have anything to do uh, with the characters that were introduced in the first film. He may introduce his own new ones. He may use Dave Bautista as KG Beast um, because he instantly went to tweet- Twitter and said, I'm on board or give me a part or something like that. He was really excited about it, but we'll see what happens. Um, and even David Ayer, uh, the director of the first Suicide Squad, said on Twitter, "Like I think that this is a brilliant choice. So this this may be a little bit more... Than a rumor. It may be more of a factuality. Um either way, let me just end it like this. I'm excited to see what James Gunn does with those characters. He took a bunch of miscreants um, and created Guardians of the Galaxy, which are now some of the most beloved Marvel characters, cinematically speaking, at least. Um then, on DC side, they tried to recreate that same formula with their own Suicide Squad and it failed. But the movie did make a shit ton of money, um, and now you know you bring in James Gunn to go and take those characters and do what he did over at Marvel, and knowing how gross and and violent and weird that James Gunn can be, I can't think of a better movie for him to go to, honestly. So I think he could really kill it. I think I I kind you know even though the movie wasn't good, I do like those character interpretations. Like, I liked Will Smith's Deadshot and Margot Robbie's Harley and uh, even, you know, um, what's his name as uh, Captain Boomerang. Sorry, guys. I'm, like, I can't remember his name. But, anywho, so, I liked those interpretations of the characters. Um, So I'd like to see him use those actors again. But if he goes and makes his own movie, we'll see. I will say this, and James Gunn, if you're listening... If you just want to adapt Assault on Arkham, that'd be really cool. And it would make it really easy for you. So, we'll see. Um, But that's the end of the first half of the show. We're going to go and take a quick commercial break. And we will be right back. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation. Great sculpting. And look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don't Forget Atal.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right, we are back after those commercials, and let's get into some comic news. Um, Michael Bendis is doing something for the DC imprint. Uh, it's going to be more teen-oriented. Uh, it's going to be Wonder Comics. Um, sure, great. We'll see what happens with that. You know, they, they're doing... Uh, he's been working on that, one, that Walmart line of comics, those oversized ones, and it seems like and he's got Jinx World... Brian Michael Bendis really is going full blast over at DC, and they're getting their money's worth out of this guy because he is all over the place. So if he's going to be starting his own imprint called Wonder Comics, sure, great. Super fantastic for him. Um, DC Primal Age got announced over uh, by Funko. Um, it's, it's by Wolfman and Koblish. Um, the toys look He-Man-esque. They look pretty cool, and expect to see pictures of us or sorry, pictures of our collections on uh, on the Instagram a DFAT towel of us owning some of these uh, some of these characters because they look pretty cool. We have the wait. Okay, so sorry that is also. I'm so sorry with that, guys. Um... The Primal Age line is also a toy line. Is it also a comic book line? Uh, tweet me! d Towel or Chaz Voltaire. Let me know. Um, again, since, I, since I'm not connected to the internet, I cannot substantiate what I just said. But I remember seeing the toys from New York Comic Con. Uh, so... I guess there may be a comic, too. That's crazy. Chris wrote this part, and he's not here to yell at me. So (laughs) you're stuck listening to me. Um, Flash, year one. I've, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with that comic. Uh, I love the Flash. These year ones are always kind of weird because it can go a couple different ways. It can be what they consider the go-all, end-all being. You know, Batman year one is what we now know is is his beginnings and um or they can say like it's an elseworld's tale but either way i'm excited to see what they do because i love the flash um and then something we talked about a little while ago uh was that dark horse for some reason and i cannot wait to find out what the story is behind this if we ever do find out that dark horse dropped buffy Um, the Buffy line even though it's been going on for like 20 years and then we said that Boom Studios picked it up so they're going to be doing a comic book from Buffy we finally learned what that comic book is going to be about which is a complete reboot of the character taking place in 2019 Um, which I think is a horrible idea I think they should just have continued on what they've been doing, making seasons that took place after the TV series ended and continuing in the comics um, because it was going strong. So I was on board with that. But the only thing I will say is that the reboot is going to have Joss Whedon on as a story consultant. And for that, I'm excited. Um, But a, a complete reboot of Buffy in comic book form I don't know. You know, it's it's weird because Dark Horse is also doing Buffy the high school years, which I thought was weird, but since it kind of took place outside of the normal continuity, I just kind of went, okay, that exists, but we also have our main story going on. Now that that's not happening we're getting a complete reboot, I don't know how I feel. As you guys know, Buffy, huge fan, favorite show, yeah. Uh, She's near and dear to me. The Scooby gang's near and dear to me. So seeing those characters get messed with, I'm going to go in caut- cautiously optimistic and we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to TV news. Um, Neil Gaiman signs a development deal with Amazon. This comes fresh off of the news and uh, trailer for uh, him and Terry Pratchett's series, Good Omens. Uh, Terry uh, Pratchett as you guys know, has, has passed away, and one of his dying wishes was to see an adaptation of Good Omens. Um, we got our first look at that with Neil Gaiman and Michael Sheen, um, which will be coming to Amazon uh, next year. Um, and it looks good. Uh, I've, I've, I like both of those writers big time, so I'm excited to see that series, and I'm very excited to see uh, Neil Gaiman Uh, sign a development deal with Amazon. Amazon is also ordering the Wheel of Time to series. Um, We know that Amazon is doubling down on fantasy series in order to kind of take away from Netflix. That's one thing that Netflix doesn't have really well right now. Though, in animated form, they do have Disenchantment and they do have um, the Dragon Prince, which are both excellent. So check those out. But they don't have, like, a full-on fantasy series. Like, HBO has Game of Thrones, and now Amazon has Lord of the Rings, and Neil Jor- or uh, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. So, that has been ordered to full series, uh, at least for 12 episodes, I think. 10 to 12 episodes. So, see how that turns out. Uh, Netflix is getting C.S. Lewis, though. So, we'll be getting a C.S. Lewis series to Netflix. Um i don't know what happened cinematically speaking i really really loved lion witch in the wardrobe actually and i really really loved prince caspian um the next movie i can't remember what it was you know it takes place with those kids cousin it was really not good um so much so that i can't even remember the name of it so and i read all the books sorry i i don't know what happened cinematically speaking Netflix, long-form storytelling uh, will probably be the way to go with that book series. Don't know if it will be an original story. Don't know if it will be adaptations of, like, one book and stretch it out. Don't know. But do know I'll be there, Netflix. Definitely know that. Um, Also speaking in Netflix, uh, Sabrina, the Teenager... Sorry. Sorry. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina sabrina the teenage witch was on uh, abc or whatever the chilling adventures of sabrina um which is premiering on october 26 they showed the first episode of that at new york comic-con and people really enjoyed it um didn't read any bad reviews i i read the comics uh the only eight issues because it seems like they're going strong <laughs> they get ready to go to issue nine they already showed the cover for it and then the show got picked up by netflix and the writers just stopped working on the comics and went over to the series which is fine though it's sad if you were a comic book reader of that series because it ended in november of last year i just binged them all um very very good comics very very interested to see how they handle it in the show because it is gory it is weird. It is very much like The Witch. If you guys watch that movie from A24, I mean, it is creepy. And the show, at least the first episode, they don't sound like it leans into it too much. But it it, it could have the potential to do it. But people liked it. So I cannot wait to binge that series when it comes out on the 26th. Um, and people liked it, New York Comic Con. And then, over the weekend... Uh, our first look at Jodie Whittaker, well, not our first look, but the first episode of the Jodie Whittaker-led Doctor Who premiered, people are loving it, people are raving about it, people are saying, why hasn't there been a female Doctor Who in the last 50-odd years? Well, she's here now, people, and let's all be happy that she is. The first episode is supposed to be really good, um, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited to watch it. All right, moving on to some movie news. Uh, there was an announcement for a Mega Man live action film. Sorry, I'm pausing because I don't know how to feel about this. Uh, Mega Man is one of my favorite uh, video game series. I haven't picked up 11 yet. Don't ask me uh, what my thoughts are yet, but I will. Um, just been. I, so I played Spider-Man and I beat it and I'm waiting for... Red Dead Redemption so I'm in a little bit of a because I got some traveling coming up like I'm in a video game lull until Red Dead Redemption 2 so I guess I could fill it with Mega Man but I'm, I'm just holding off um kind of reading more and watching some more tv and gotta finish up Hollowed the comic everybody um should I add to that in comic book news it will be out by Halloween so um the digital copy at least, will be out by Halloween. The physical copy I'm, I'm hoping to ship out soon, very, very soon. So um, just so everybody knows, if you are a backer, get ready. It is coming this month. Um, but anywho, Mega Man, the live action movie. I Sorry, I digress. I don't know how I feel because I know that Mega Man will probably have to be CGI, and I really don't want to see a CGI Mega Man mixed with live action characters. I I guess it could be done well because I think about Battle Angel Alita and that looks amazing and that's what that is. So if it's like that and you got like Robert Rodriguez directing it, then sure, I'm on. I guess I'll have to see a trailer. But it's interesting to see that they're going that route and not like an animated movie like uh, Mario and Sonic. So we shall see. um, Then we got a title for the Rambo 5 film uh, titled Rambo... Last Blood. So, there you go. I guess this is the last Rambo film, supposedly. At least with at least with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Maybe we'll get a Rambo reboot later on, but Rambo Last Blood's coming. We saw our first picture of him in a cowboy hat. I don't know if they're going the old man Logan route and making it kind of a western. Whatever. But, uh, you know, we'll watch it. In gaming news, not too much. Other than Borderlands, um, we got an announcement yesterday that Borderlands VR is coming by the end of this year um, for PlayStation VR, and probably on PC as well, um, but I'm very excited to play this. Oh, sorry, Borderlands 2 VR. Let me just uh, confirm that, because so Borderlands 2, Borderlands series is one of our favorite series ever. Uh, i don't forget a towel. We all love it. Um, we've been waiting for three for a long time. There's supposedly some rumors coming that part three is coming out next year, even though we've seen nothing to give us any indication that it is. So I don't know how I feel about that rumor other than it's a rumor, but we do know Borderlands 2 virtual reality is coming out. I got my VR. I'm ready to strap in and head to Pandora. And get my Mad Max on. So, cool. All right. Um, we have some Star Wars news. Star Wars news. Claudia Gray has got a new book uh, coming out called Master in Practice. Um, it's a series or tale with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking this is before. For sorry duh it's before the phantom menace i don't know why i blanked on that because clearly qui-gon dies in the phantom menace um claudia gray is the new timothy zahn i'm sorry i love timothy zahn i really do and if you listen to the audio books of Thrawn, they are fantastic i've heard that reading the books maybe not so much but listening to them they are fantastic but Claudia Gray has been killing it. I love I love all, all of them. I don't even have to go through them. Lost Stars and and Bloodline and everything else. I'm sorry. Claudia Gray's been amazing. So, seeing what she's going to do with Master and Apprentice with those characters and I've always wanted more Qui-Gon. I can always take more Qui-Gon. I'm pumped. Uh so that's coming out next year. We also heard that there's going to be Alpha Alphabet Squadron um which and I'm sorry I don't have the writer in front of me, but it's the guy who wrote Star Wars um Battlefront Twilight Company. Which is good. Paul S. Kemp. Sorry. Oh, look at that. Pull that out of my memory. Paul S. Kemp is gonna be writing that. Um so it's a I don't know. It's a it's another squadron book. We'll see how that goes. Um We have also Vader the end is coming soon um i'll be on so both vader series that we ha, we've had in this comic book uh world of marvel have been amazing um and like honestly both of them have been amazing and they're better than the ongoing star wars series and this one is getting an end um at issue 25, which is sad, but we're going to be getting a five-issue mini series called Shadow of Vader, um, which will be coming out soon. So, it's sad, it's bittersweet. This all being said, even though they did not announce a new Vader ongoing series, do not deny that he will get an ongoing series. Because the character, obviously, is one of the most popular characters in all pop culture, but the comics have been really good. Um, finally, in Star Wars news, Star Wars Resistance has come out. Um, The first two episodes premiered over the weekend. If you are ambitious and you scour the internet like I do, uh, you can find all four episodes, the first four episodes, which I binged. Um, Again, saw the preview, was not impressed, saw another preview, didn't care, watched the show, really loved it. (laughs) It is a little kiddie. It is. But... It's a cartoon, and I expect it, unless it's like, you know, Samurai, Afro Samurai, or Samurai Jack for that matter, but um, anything with samurais, uh, even though it is a little childish, I don't care, because it's Star Wars, which is a little childish in parts as it is, and honestly, I, I love ships so much, and I think I have mentioned that, is that I do love the vehicles of Star Wars a lot, specifically the different classes of ships, And there's so many different ones, and they have cool colors, and the animation style is cool, with the cell shading mixed with the anime, and um, the characters are fun, and uh, Kaz, the main character, is the most annoying of them all because he's just so stupid sometimes and he makes dumb decisions, but maybe he'll grow out of it, so did Ezra at first on Rebels. Um, There's potential there. Uh, There's potential for it to get a little deeper. Um, Right now it's real playing on the surface. You're really just seeing this world of the, I think it's the Colossus, you know, this space station. um, This refueling station slash uh, like racing track, I guess, is really what it is. Think about this as being Indianapolis uh, constantly taking place. With a bunch of car races, but with ships. Like, that's kind of the world that you're in, but... Um, I like it. You know, Oscar Isaac as Poe, great again. Uh, we got our first hint in episode four of Phasma. Gwendolyn Christie reprising her role as Phasma again. So that's where things are getting a little deeper with the First Order stuff. We're going to see where this series goes, but I'm enjoying it for what it is. And I'm very excited to see what could possibly take place. So check it out if you haven't. It is good. Finally, you guys know what time it is. It is Pursuit of Plastic time. It is the Pursuit of Plastic. Um, let's get into this weird news. Toys R Us coming back? Question mark? Apparently it was a hoax. Let's Let's claim... Chapter 11, let's go bankrupt, and then let's have a bunch of people playing in nostalgia and, and and rebrand and come back. Okay? I don't know what to think about this news, other than I think it's a stupid. Like, Toys R Us left and went bankrupt because you charged too much money for toys. We talked about this in in past episodes. That's why you left. So to come back... and and keep the same business model, maybe, possibly, would just be a detriment. You'll die again. I'm sorry. Amazon and Walmart are destroying you. Even Target, in many ways, because they picked up NECA and Diamond Select Toys at Target. So, and then GameStop did too. So, I, I just... I I personally don't see the reason for Toys R Us to come back, especially after all of this. He's gone, and Jeffrey's gone, and bleh. Like, I just think it's a cash grab, obviously. Um, and I don't want it to come back. I think it should stay dead. I think you, you had your chance. You failed. Bring on KB. Um, We got an announcement for Hot Toys Luke, the crate version. So uh, the version of Luke... That we got at the end of last, sorry, at the end of *Force Awakens*, that got a Hot Toys release. Of course, all Luke's get a Hot Toys release. Just let me just say that. Um, but I didn't think the face sculpt looked that good, and I didn't want it. And then we got a release of Old Man Luke from *The Last Jedi*, and it looks cool. Actually, it looks great. Um, it does look more like Mark Hamill, and I'm on the fence about still getting it. And then they go on and on to this. This is the younger version of Luke that you see in flashbacks. A Star Wars first, by the way. We've never seen flashbacks before in the movies. And um, I'll probably get it, to be quite honest with you. Because that is the Luke that we want to see. I guess. It's hard. Because it's like, what is Luke going to look like (laughs) in Episode 9? Is that the ultimate version of an old man Luke? And we've seen... Some photos of Mark Hamill, and he doesn't have a beard, meaning he's gonna be shaven, meaning and he probably has his hair shorter, which means that could be the ultimate version of Return of the Jedi Luke now, you know, as he is this this uh, age. Too much, too much to 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 deal with and to figure out, and what do I spend my like two hundred and thirty six dollars on plus shipping? I don't know but this version of crate Luke looks fantastic and I'm really debating getting it guys so um we got a a better look and more looks at the Mondo He-Man figures fantastic Mondo Mondo is one of those companies that they don't make too many action figures um you know really Turtles Iron Giant now they they seem to have a license for He-Man um all of them have looked amazing. So, yeah. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I don't know why. I just, I have to say this because we're talking about New York Comic Con and I know it has nothing to do with toys. They did show first impressions, uh, a trailer, a sizzle reel for Hellboy, the new Hellboy with David Harbour from Stranger Things. People lost their effing minds, said it looks fantastic, said it's more horror related, uh, everybody praised the Guillermo movies, but they said that this one's more horror related and it's rated R, um, which the Guillermo movies were PG-13 and they, they were more fantasy based, which I love. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army is, almost just the first F, F and fantastic, but they said that this Hellboy, more in line with the comics, Mike Magnolia was there, of course, uh, to talk with them too and, and said it was more in line with his comics and more, more, uh, Horror-related, so sorry, that was also an impression at at Comic-Con that people loved. So, back to to toy news, Pursuit of Plastic News, last thing. Marvel Movie Maniacs, sorry, just just Movie Maniacs are back. Not Marvel Movie Maniacs, but McFarlane Movie Maniacs are back. Um, One of my favorite toy lines of all time, uh, sculpted by the good people at the Four Horsemen, You know, Freddy, Jason, uh, Ash, Snake Plissken, Hellraiser. I mean, the line was huge. Scream, Chucky, all these people. Freddy. Um, The Movie Maniacs line back in the 90s from McFarlane was fantastic. One of the best. The thing. I mean, he just created... The sculptings were so good. And they were articulated, which McFarlane does not do as much anymore Um, i think there were seven inches as well i mean like the the jason uh, and freddy i still have up in my up in my uh geek room i love those figures and um they still sell really well at uh at toy shows and i'm curious if this is going to bring down the price or if it's going to bring up the price of those old figures but mcfarlane announced that they're coming back so you know horror hasn't stopped since the line stopped So there's a lot more things that we can see figures of, of not only old ones, but also new. But one thing I will say, there's a lot more competition. Mezco's been doing a great job, obviously. NECA picked up a lot of those. Um, Like, they picked up their Predator line and Alien line. So it's going to be interesting in the landscape that we have now with a lot more competition if Mark McFarlane can compete. but I'm excited to see the movie maniacs coming back. So that is it for this episode of towel like talk. Thank you guys for letting me rant for almost an hour. Um, you can find us at do The only place to travel geekly as well as on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, defat towel, tweet at us, email us, talk to us. We love you guys. And don't forget, read those comics. Cause that's where all this stuff comes from. So thank you guys very much for listening and have a geekly day.